Well, Kevin Parker, I guess when you grow up to be as big as Aaron Judge and when you hit 62 home runs in a year, you're pretty comfortable in the spotlight, I would say. You may not necessarily search for it, but it certainly finds you. It found Aaron Judge today and uh, I guess last night as well. Of course, the now well-documented sideways glance into the dugout and um, before he hit a home run off Jay Jackson. And then the subsequent back and forth between the two managers, John Schneider, uh, today coming out today and saying, you know, look, it's shame on us if we don't take care of this, if we're doing something wrong, if we're tipping things, if, they, if they've got, if we're giving away stuff, it's up to us to correct it. He, you know, John Schneider said, my big concern, my big concern, and I've spoken to Major League Baseball about this, is that not everybody, I want to make sure that everybody in the field is where they're supposed to be. And they were particularly talking about the Yankees uh, base coaches, uh, particularly third base coach coach Luis Rojas so before the game that was all the talk apparently Major League Baseball did an investigation Kevin and uh, they determined that there was nothing really untoward in terms of the positioning of the coaches but of course we saw tonight our friend Pete Walker get into it with Luis Rojas Hazel May reporting that Pete yelled out at him you know I'm keeping an eye on you I'm 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 watching you and uh, that was kind of that was kind of fun in games because nobody's going to get hurt in that situation. Of course, then Aaron Boone decided that he had to watch where Luis Rivera was uh, was being stationed. And then out of nowhere in the fourth inning, like Domingo Herman comes jogging on the field, and DJ Rayburn, the first base umpire, goes over and starts looking at his glove. And I'm thinking right away, this is the same crew that gave Herman a second chance. Uh, about a month ago, same situation, no second chance. This time he was ejected. I mean, everything was going on, but at the end of the day, Kevin Barker, it comes down to 448 feet. I don't know how. I don't know how many loony dogs it takes to go 448 feet, but uh, 448 foot home run by Aaron Judge. The go ahead run, Yankees win. Kevin Gossman was, I mean. Kevin Gossman was awfully good tonight. Uh, the bullpen gives it up. Rare off night for Eric Swanson. But, Kevin, there's a lot to talk about, including the Jays' opportunity to blow this game open and take advantage of the Yankees' bullpen, an emergency bullpen used by Aaron Boone tonight. They had a couple of chances, uh, particularly in the fourth inning. They just, Kevin, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, can you explain to me why Eric Swanson's throwing his third best pitch in the biggest at bat of the game to one of the best right-handed hitters in all of baseball? Can you explain that to me? I went and looked, strangely enough, and he's given up one hit on a slider this year. Opponents are hitting 111 off a slider this year. Um, is, that his, is, that his, is that his third best pitch? Yes it's or no? His, it's, it's his third most used used pitch. So, yes, I would say it was his third best pitch. But I'm saying that he has had success using it. Now, I'm just saying, I wouldn't throw it. But I'm saying I think there's, um, you know, there may be there may funny. Some, be some reasoning behind it. It's funny. I, I knew whenever I said that that you would do your homework and you'd go look up some numbers. So, guess what, Jeff? I did, too. I went to Aaron <laughs> Judge's 
Savant page, yep. and I looked up what he's hitting against an off-speed pitch. And guess Tell what me. Eric Swanson's best pitch is? Is a split finger. Guess what, Jeff? That's an off-speed pitch. You know what Aaron Judge is hitting off the off-speed pitches? Probably not good. 109. So just there by you go. That. So your 109 trumps my 111. So just, just, by that, <laughs> just by that right there, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Eric Swanson, why, why would I throw a slider what, with what I saw him do to a slider yesterday, and that's my third yep. best pitch? No, that's a good I don't, point. I, I, I have yep. no idea why you would do that. That makes no sense to me. And, oh, by the way, Jeff, guess what? Aaron Judge has seen eight sliders in a row from two guys coming out of the pen, and he's hit both point. of them to the moon. That's a good point. To, to the moon. Well, we talked I about just, this. I don't get it. I don't, the, the don't Jays, make any sense to me. No, the, and the Jays' plan of attack against him has been away low. Um, but, yeah, uh, no, I mean, you're right. It was his third best pitch. It was a 448-foot home run. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, where do you want to start here? The, I'll give out the numbers first of all. 416-870-0590, star 591 888 uh, whatever you want to talk about, folks. You want to talk about the bullpen tonight. You want to talk about the lineup. I think we've got to talk about the lineup. Uh, we are going to monitor John Schneider's post-game availability for all the nonsense that went on today, but also maybe we'll get a little something on Vladdy, uh, who was taken out of the game after fielding that popped up, pop-up bunt. Kevin, it looked like he stubbed his toe or did something to the lower part of his leg. He was obviously in discomfort. Uh, is it... Well, his turn, it's funny how this happens, right? His turn comes up uh, in in the ninth inning, two on. Santiago Espinal pinch hits for Nathan Lucas, who'd come in for, for Vladdy because of a, a double switch uh, when Brandon Bell came into the game. And, of course, Santiago Espinal first pitch double play to end the game. But we need to find out, get an update from uh, from John Schneider uh, on, Vladdy, on, on Vladdy Jr. Because, uh, I mean, clearly... Uh, clearly, if he is at all healthy, he's still in the game at that point. Yeah, you would think so. Again, I, I wonder, it makes you wonder, uh, I think yesterday he fouled a ball off his knee. That was his right yes, knee. Yes, he did. You, you, you wonder if that little that had anything to do. I did see him early work today doing soft toss with Guillermo Martinez and Alejandro Kirk. We saw him whenever we were yeah. at the field early today. They were doing some soft toss, some front toss. Looked to me you like wouldn't think you'd do that. You wouldn't think you'd do that if your knee was sore. Absolutely not. So I, you know, maybe, maybe it was just he... You know, he got a little bit of a weird jump. He got his feet tangled up. Maybe he twisted something that he probably shouldn't have wanted to twist. And fingers crossed, if you're a Jays fan, that's not a big deal. And he can come back tomorrow because they're going to need him. They're going to need to start getting some bigger hits, right? They're, they've had some innings where, you know, the fourth inning there, they had first and second. Vladdy was coming up. He punches out. Varsho comes up. He punches out. We had had the little sack fly, which doesn't matter when there's two outs to right field. You know, they got their innings where you have to against a team right now who offensively is feeling a little frisky. If you hadn't noticed, Jeff, like the Yankees are putting up some competitive Scoring bats, a lot of runs, Kevin. They absolutely are. And the old big boy is starting to hammer mistakes. And when that happens, that's sort of a trickle-down effect. And everybody else just sort of falls in place and doesn't think they have to carry a team because the big boy's doing it. So – Big boys for the Blue Jays, I hate to say this, needs to start stepping up. I, You know, you need you, – you mentioned this today. Whenever now that Manoa is struggling the way he is, every time Gosman pitches, they need to win a baseball game. Gosman yes. did his part. Every, every Everything he was throwing – I mean – he was sitting at 96. He averaged 96 on the fastball. That's a big deal. Like that, that makes the that makes the split finger that much better. Last pitch, last pitch of the game was 97. 
for him, yeah. for Kevin Gosselin. Yeah. It's free and easy, too. He's not he's not forcing the velocity. It's coming out hot. He's got good finish, too. You can tell that, that spinning off the fingers is good. He can elevate it. He can go away with it. You know, he's a north and south guy. But mm. now that he can throw that tunneling split finger down off the four-seamer down, which is a big deal for him. He went away a couple of times. He can go up a bunch of times with that high-octane velocity. you got to respect that. you got to cheat. And now mm-hmm. he throws that split finger on you. That's how you go seven innings and punch out ten. The Jays had a chance in the fourth inning. Uh, This right after Herman was ejected from the game, Ian Hamilton has to come in in an emergency situation, Uh, gives up a single to George Springer. Bo gets a walk. Vladdy strikes out swinging. Varsho strikes out swinging. Chapman walks. Then now, after the walk, the Yankees got to go to the pen again because of a groin injury. In comes another in, in in comes another reliever. In comes Ron Marinaccio. Whit Merrifield flies out to center, and that you know there's chaos there. At that point in the game, everything's it, it looks like it's spiraling out of control for the Yankees. You got the back and forth with Schneider and Boone and Pete Walker and Luis Rojas, and you know the pitchers are getting hurt. And Herman, the Rockhead's been tossed, and it looks like it's all falling apart. But man, the the Jays just could not deliver. That big blow. Kevin Kiermeyer hits yeah. a home run, but they could not deliver that killing blow against I, Kevin, against a team that was, you know, I mean, I give Aaron, I give the Yankees bullpen credit tonight because somehow they held it together. Yeah, good enough big, for their team to you win. Know, you know, well, the difference is their their big guy got a hit when it mattered the most, and yep. the Blue Jays' big guy didn't do that. I've talked to you before about this, and I, this is why I mentioned the the before the game on the field with Guillermo and Vladdy is got a little lean back. Whenever you get lean back, you see how whenever he finishes swing, he's got a little bit like 70, 30 weight on his backside. That'll tell you mechanically he's just not catching the ball out front and he needs to get it started a little sooner. That's why you see the pitch selection. 2-0 in the fourth inning. He doesn't chase that. It's 3-0. Maybe they score runs. They get the big hit. They win the baseball game. That's the difference in the game. It's one at bat, right? 416-870-0590, 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-0590. The Yankees have taken the first two games of this four-game series at the Rogers Center. A nice Tuesday night crowd of 35,112, consuming over 58,000 hot dogs. Oof. That's an awful lot of uh, processed meat byproducts. Shlomo and Scarborough, you want to talk about the game? You want to talk about you? You think now, according to what the the you know my my screener says here, you're gonna you're not gonna lay the blame for this loss at the feet of Espinal and Biggio, are you? No, no. I just think it's disappointing that these games are gonna look back on when there's they're kind of handed to us. Look at the numbers we had against what is his name Weber in the past, and how early we got into that bullpen. Like this is what we need to do if we want to be competitive in the AL East. We need to jump on these opportunities. And what I feel bad for is is the depth players and even the guys in Buffalo. Like, nobody's running away with it. We don't have anybody off the bench that's really killing it. And I feel like this this is an opportunity for someone to run away with a, a, a spot. Like, Varsho's not really hitting. You're telling me if somebody doesn't get hot, they can't get a lot of playing time. If Espinal was nope. hitting like 300. He wouldn't get no, more. I mean, Varsho, Varsho's out there for his for his defense I know. as well. I mean, Varsho's Varsho's an everyday player. There's there's no point in going there. Look, you're right. Hey, anybody else out there? Kind of, hey, you know, do a double take when you found out that Thomas Hatch was called up. What? 
that's what you have in your AAA system? At AAA, you got Thomas Hatch? I, I, I mean, we've how many Kevin? How many years has Thomas Hatch been on the fringes of this thing? Like nine, ten? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this is third Blue Jays manager, if I'm not mistaken. Hell, it may be his fourth Blue Jays manager. Anyhow, so as to the point about the players around the fringes, though, Shlomo, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to agree. Look, I'm going to agree with you in this. You know, Santiago Espinal coming up to pinch it in that situation. I, you know, Kevin, you always tell me, and I believe you, it's the hardest thing to do in baseball. You're bringing up a guy who isn't getting regular playing time, who's not having a very good year. You put him up in that situation. I guess the option was Alejandro Kirk if you wanted to do that. Is it? You know, maybe you're holding Kirk back because you're going to pinch it for Varsho or something. If somebody else gets on, I, I don't know. But I, I am with Shlomo. Shlomo, thanks for the call. I am with you on you got to get – look, the Yankees tonight. We talk about Aaron Judge. What did Isaiah Kiner, Falefa, and, and Trevino do tonight? What did they do? Five for seven, five runs scored, a home run. I mean, that's not going to happen every night. But what I'm saying is you need – every now and then you need that type of performance out of your quote-unquote fringe guys. And, you know, Belt, Biggio, Espinal. Who do you want up in a big situation? Nobody. N- neither one of those. We saw, we saw Belt miss a 0-2 sinker, 97, right down the nice. middle with a couple. Right down couple, the middle, Kevin. With a couple right of guys down the on. Th- those are balls he has to hammer, right? Those are balls that we haven't consistently seen him hammer. Santiago Espinal, how do you be hard on him? He never plays. How do you be hard on Kevin Biggio? Kevin Biggio has been five <laughs> days between games, right? He, you can say what you want. Alejandro Kirk, the reason probably I'm guessing why he didn't come up and pinch it. He's three for his last 28, for his last yeah. 43. Wandy is on the mound guess where he hits the ball jeff kirky yeah. lately is on the ground what is that that's a double play they're, they're trying to get lightning in a bottle here they're going with what they think can give them a better chance of maybe passing the baton to a guy who's hotter when mm-hmm. normally that never works out because they're guys not getting who are lot... coming off the bench are having a tough time doing that yeah um that's true but yeah i mean biggio belt espinal um, they, you know, I, the Jays have kind of put themselves in a, they kind of put themselves in a bit of a bind here, because you know, let's wait and see again. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, thank you to uh, Show Ali, our producer, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. left the game with right knee discomfort and is getting an MRI. Said John Schneider. Yeah, it's never good. That's never good. I mean, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna start panicking or anything like that. As my friend Kevin said, he was out earlier today taking extra BP. A little bit of life seen from uh, early BP. Sorry, a little bit of life seen from 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 George Springer lately. Bo's still kind of doing both things. You know, Matt Chapman, God love him, he's kind of coming back to earth a little bit. Kevin Kiermeyer right now. Kevin Kevin Kiermeyer's you know, Kevin Kiermeyer's turned the number nine spot into. I was looking at the numbers today. It's one of the most productive number nine spots in baseball. He's doing his thing. He's turning that lineup over and getting it to the big boys. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, Kevin, I, I keep talking about this. this is the team that is right up against the luxury tax, and they got no bench that I can see. And it looks like the lineup's, frankly, kind of incomplete. I, I can't put it any other way. It looks like it's missing something. I mean, well, this it's isn't. Miss, it, it's missing Vladdy hitting some home runs at home. Well, like that, Vladdy, that, that's Vladdy has not hit a home again, run at home this year. We again, talked about George Springer not hitting doubles anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot going on. 
but we can we can point the finger at what they don't have, but what they do have right now is some of the guys who are pl- everyday players. Just when it it matters the most, you count on these guys to sort of when things are not going the way you want them to go, come up and get the giant hit. Now Vladdy had a big hit up the middle today, which I guess is okay, but you would like to see occasionally, you know, him bridge a guy create a little backspin. That's why he's doing that early work. That's why they're standing, you know, standing really close to him and doing soft toss is to try and create a little backspin, catch it out front, have a better finish. Hopefully he can do that. Hopefully he's healthy. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, 6-3, the Blue Jays lost to the New York Yankees tonight. Let's go to John Schneider's post-game comments. This clip on the uh, on what show is calling dugout shenanigans and the yelling match between Luis Rojas, the Yankees third base coach and uh and Pete Walker. You know, what happened, you know, Pete was probably you know, more playfully than anything saying I'm watching you and um probably all heard that, but uh Rojas kind of took ex- uh, exception to it. Um you know, it's two competitive teams. It's, uh, you know, you're not pleased with the way everything is shaking out the last 24 hours, right? And I think it's just people being competitive. And, um, you know, Rojas responded how he did, and we responded how we did. Yeah, and, and that was uh, – but it was certainly, you know, I mean, drama. God God almighty for what was – keep forgetting the date. That's what happens when he – May 16th. There's a lot of drama for May 16th. It's almost like these two teams – Kevin know that they're not going to see each other until the second last week in September. Maybe. I mean, they're getting they're loading up. We're getting a whole we're getting a whole crap ton of drama for a for a Tuesday night in May. I, 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 Still I think hockey season for God's sake, not Toronto, but in other places it is. I think that's ouch. You didn't need to go sorry. there. I okay. did. I apologize. Did. Say you're sorry. No, I'm not sorry. May May fifteenth. I think this will tell you between two both teams that it's important games. Like these these games matter. You know the the early season things over. Like the the standings all of a sudden are starting to matter. And you know Caleb Joseph said it today. The Yankees got their hand caught in the cookie jar last night, and now it's been put on notice that this occasionally will happen. You better pay attention to it. And teams are, you know, probably going to do that. You may see a little bit more of this. Uh, playful, I'm not sure. I mean, it's grown men acting like kids. Is that playful? Not real sure. It's dudes need to pitch better when it matters mm. the most. Dudes need to start getting having better at bats when it matters the most, especially against teams that are hot. The Yankees, that's what we're afraid of, right, is when you have them down, you yep. need to keep them down. And all of a sudden, because their big boy's starting to hit and doing the things that he's doing, everybody else is just sort of falling in place. And all of a sudden, the Yankees are starting to look like the Yankees. Let's go to Russ in New Jersey. What's up, Russ? Good to talk to you again. Russ. How are you? Will, will it continue tomorrow night with Mr. Cole on the mound? Uh, oh, Cole and Bassett. There is there is chaos potential. There is chaos potential, Russ. Yes, Mr. Manoa might start yelling a few things tomorrow night. That we know. Uh, if I'm Mr. Manoa, I'm not yelling a whole hell of a lot right now. I'm just kind of being quiet and putting in another good side session. <clears throat> Anyhow. That's right. You know, it, it's the frustrating part is last year, you know, you had the two guys at the top of the rotation, Gosman and Manoa, and you didn't think you can, you know, you, you, you just – Prayed the other three guys, you know, you, you knew some nights you were just going to have to score a lot more runs than the other team. But this year, you know, you look at last year, easy three, four, and five going to Atlanta, and they win. 
and you say, okay, this has started something good, and then Manoa doesn't pitch well all last night. Tonight, Gosman was good, but you lose the game. So, just quite frustrating because you can just you can see a, a picture that could be painted nicely with the way the mm-hmm. you know the, the the bottom three are pitching for the most part pretty well. Of course, they have their games; they don't pitch well, but for the most part, pitching well. And and who would have thought that you would be talking about the Blue Jays' offense? You know, struggling. But if you look at the runs, you guys are right. They're in the middle of the pack in the American League, and run scored. And you know, you never thought that would be an issue, an issue with this team. Uh, you know, Vladdy said a seven homers. I think last year, and I just remember because I remember getting on a plane. He hit his eighth homer against St. Louis. Uh, it was around now. It was about the 45th game or something. So, he, you know, he had 37 last year, but. Uh, you know, it's just you just hope they got to get more production. Like when he said Springer getting two hits, and then he got the you know he hit the ball hard the first time up. So you think it's going to come for him, and you're just hoping that this team can you know put a streak together because this division is is going to be tough. It's just it's oh, yeah. crazy how it's crazy. You know, uh, it's, you know, it's, you cra- it's crazy tough. Good, so yeah, yeah. So you know, tomorrow night, but let's see what happens with Mister Cole. Appreciate the call, Russ. Cole and uh, Chris Bassett tomorrow night, and then Barrios and Cortez in the series finale on Thursday. And uh, again, a little bit of news out of John Schneider's post-game media session. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. left the game uh, with right knee discomfort. He is getting an MRI. Uh, so, of course, if Vladdy's out of the lineup, you know, in the past what we've seen John do is simply move everybody up move everybody up one, uh, which would, you know, probably go Springer, Bichette, Varsho, or Springer, Bichette, uh, Chapman. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see. Yeah, Kevin, I, you know, Russ makes a good point. One thing, one thing that I'm, I don't think any of us anticipated, I know you kept talking about the sophomore jinx with Manoa, and I kept saying, Kevin, it's technically not a sophomore jinx. But you, probably the only person that, kind of kind of said what if like what if he is what if he has a an okay year and is not like uh the Cy Young finalist year but has an okay year or comes back to earth how does that impact the team but I don't Kevin I I don't think we or I don't think the Blue Jays necessarily uh even thought about compensating for the fact that he might fall off the face of the earth which essentially is what has happened through these first six weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I still, I still not going to buy into that. I, I think he's got a little bit more left in the tank. I, I, I do think if he corrects a, a few things, one, you know, off the field, maybe conditioning, maybe his throwing program, you know, just to get the velocity back up to where it was last year, a little bit better rotation with his hips, more consistent. If he gets that, I think the slider will come back, and he'll give him a chance most of the time. Okay, I want to go to Andrew in Nova Scotia right away. Then we're going to p- play a clip from Aaron Boone's postgame uh, media availability. Aaron, very quickly. Yeah, how's it going, guys? I'm sorry, uh, Andrew. Pardon me, Andrew. That's okay. I've been I've been called a lot worse. That's okay. Uh, yeah, you quick, and me quick both. question for you guys, more so probably for Kevin. But I was watching there, top of nine. You know, there's one out. There's a runner at third for the Yanks. I, I don't know who was at third, but. Torres hits that fly ball. It's clearly, well, I shouldn't say clearly going foul. It's going to go foul by, say, five feet. Lucas catches it. I guess my question is, is there any way you would ever, is there any strategy to maybe letting that drop in foul territory? You know he's probably going to get a sack fly from that. 
you're already down two. It's top of nine. You don't want to let it go to three. I guess it's not a really good example because there's one out, but I guess if you were down one in the ball game, you know, there's two outs. Is there any strategy that where you'd ever let it drop or is it almost too hard because you're not wired that way. You're a baseball player. You're running hard. You know, you're going to catch every ball you see kind of thing. Wondering that quick, quick comment on Biggio. Look, I, I don't want to pile on this guy, but I am too mentally exhausted cheering for him to get a big hit when we need one. And he just doesn't like, I just, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to pile on him. I mean, I listen to Blair Burke every day. I know sometimes he has a little hard on him. And I, you know, honestly, rightfully so. I mean, you can be as good a guy as you want, but it just gets to the point where you, you have to, to yep. you know, show me Lee, do it. Uh, one more quick comment. Bassett, I'm with you guys. I cannot believe how much I live, love this guy. He's so good. He's just a thinker through and through. I cannot believe how much I cursed him his first two batters of the year when he went single, <laughs> home run, yeah. and, you know, first pitch of the year he's looking at the pitch calm thing. I am, like, yelling at my TV saying, Jesus, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. pardon my language. Love you guys. No uh, I'll hang up. And, uh, anyway, yeah, maybe that first question. Is there any strategy that can you let it drop? I mean, is there anything I'll, to uh, I'll hand it. Thanks, Andrew. I'll hand it yeah. over to Barker. Yeah, maybe maybe if that was George Springer in, in in right field, maybe Nathan Lucas. Man, he's been sitting over there forever. He's trying to make an impression. For him to be able to to let that drop, I it would be a, it would be really tough for him to mentally grind through that because that's what that would be. Is you know you can catch it, but you're not catching it on purpose, just to give that you know pitcher a chance to either punch a guy out to not allow that run to score that's a tough thing to do right he's, he's trying his best he's hustling he he you know if it would a little bit more of an accurate throw maybe he gets him out at home i think it was uh it was trevino at third base who tagged up so. no it was kiner it was it trevino or kiner for it was kiner falefa there at you go third base. Then, yeah he's a he's a decent runner too so would have been a tough play. I think that's a tough call, right? That's a tough call yeah. for a guy that doesn't play all the time, or yeah. or hardly any. That's a better way to say it. You know what? Let's uh, let's take our break now. Come back and do the bet three six five standings board. Then go to Aaron Boone. He had some interesting stuff to say about the back and forth with the umpires and about Domingo Herman as well. So we'll do that. We'll get to that when we come back. We'll also get to the phone lines, 416-870-0590. Star 590, 1-888-666-0590 are your numbers. 6-3, the Yankees have taken the first two games of this four-game series against the Blue Jays. This is Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch. Presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played 19-plus. Play responsibly, Ontario only. The Blue Jays are the only team, Kevin Barker, in the AL East to lose tonight. Hmm. I mean, it's, you know... Part of it is because they were playing another team in the AL East, and the Yankees beat them 6-3. The Baltimore Orioles beat the LA Angels 7-3. Tampa Bay beat the New York Mets 8-5. And the Boston Red Sox laced into the Seattle Mariners 9-3. As a result of that, the standings. Tampa Bay is in first place 32-11. They're playing at a 7-44 clip. Baltimore is 27-15. Baltimore is 12 games over 500. 12 games over 500. The Blue Jays are 24 and 18. The Yankees 25 and 19, and the Red Sox 23 and 20. Um, 
and there you go. The uh, AL East continues to be continues to be a beast. All teams above 500, uh, but being above 500 in this division right now means that you're almost double digits behind the Tampa Bay Rays, who uh, continue to win uh, despite whatever injuries or misfortune they miss. They they uh, they might endure. So a lot happened in this game today. We've talked about the back and forth with the positioning of the third base coach, Luis Rojas, for the New York Yankees. Aaron Boone got into it. He started telling the umpires to move Luis Rivera into the into the coach's box. Uh, and nobody ever stay, stands in the coach's box, but that's beside the point. Uh, we saw Domingo Herman, the Yankee starter, taken out of the game uh, for a Clearly, the umpires found some sort of illegal substance on his hand. The Yes Network, the Yankees broadcaster, had a shot of his pants, and uh, there was some what did what did what did Ben Wagner call it? Some brown goo on the outside of his pants. I mean, I guess that's as good a description of anything. But at the end of the day, it came down to the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays could not get a big hit, and Aaron Judge hit a 448-foot bomb. The bottom of the Yankees order went to work in the Blue Jays. A great start from Kevin Gossman. A great start from Kevin Gossman. Survived a 32-minute... He was in the dugout for 32 minutes while all that garbage went on. Still came out and managed to finish the game. Aaron Boone, the manager of the Blue Jays, or the manager of the uh, Yankees, was asked post-game by Meredith Markovitz of the Yes Network about everything that went on in this game, um, I guess with the exception of the home run. Mentioned difficult game. You needed your bullpen for 18 ounce, but with Herman, what was said by the umpires there? Clearly, he had something on his hands. You just, yeah, they felt it was too sticky, um, and and they they ran him. How, how does that happen with him? Considering he had that incident a, a few weeks back where he was warned, and it almost happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's not 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 okay, and not. But you know, we're also talking about a very what is the what is the line? So it's difficult, but obviously it raised to a level that, and and of course, you know he's been in the crosshairs a little bit, but it raised to a level that they didn't feel was good, and and ultimately, you know, that you know that's that's Domingo's responsibility to make sure we're we're in a better position there. Knowing that that line's not completely defined, there is some gray area there. Yeah. What do you tell your pitchers moving forward? I mean, we be clear. Like, uh, look, I think they've all experienced this enough, and what it is to be a pitcher, and you know what what the differences are. Um, so, the reality is, we should all have a very good idea what the line is. And apparently, Domingo crossed it tonight. That is Aaron Boone talking about the uh, ejection of Domingo Herman. Of course, the other you know the other storyline as well. Uh, it was the coaches, and again, uh, if you are just joining us, just missed this getting in the car, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if you were at the game tonight, you probably noticed he left the game. Uh, he is undergoing an MRI for right knee discomfort. Let's go to Billy and Markham. What's up, Billy? Are you a happy man tonight, Billy? Why do I even ask? Fellas, listen, just to change the subject so quickly, I'm just coming off doing a colonoscopy. They got <laughs> okay. to do, do something better to make this easier this is just damn ridiculous and i'll change the subject it's ridiculous yeah, i was gonna say please do not do a colonoscopy joke at my well, age don't do a colonoscopy joke please jeff i missed the whole game yesterday 
the whole damn game, and I don't got to tell you where I was. So let, let's yeah. just leave it at that. Okay, yeah. guys, here's what here's what I'm here's what I'm really irked at. And and Kevin, I heard you say you got to go with your best pitchers. Our our best pitchers have got to have got to do their thing. Well, you know what, Kevin, our best pitcher did his damn thing. He was in the seventh inning and struck out four of the last five batters he faced. Why are we yanking him after a hundred pitches? How many times do I got to come on the air and say this? Do you want Kevin Gosman in the game, or do you want one of our relievers in the game? I know who I want. He owned them tonight. What, 100 pitches? Let's get him out of the game because that's what the new wave does. What happens? You bring our bullpen in, which is great in 7-1 ball games. They always pitch great in those games when other teams aren't digging in. But when it's a 3-2 ball game, our, our bullpen never comes through. Gosman should have stayed in for the eighth and the ninth, and if he went 120-130, we had a better Ooh. chance than bringing in that brutal, brutal, brutal bullpen. That's all I got, guys. Oh, Billy, we'll mark you down as undecided about the uh, Toronto Blue Jays bullpen. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the call. Uh, you know, look, we uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin and Caleb both talked about this. Uh, when it comes to Kevin Gossman, uh, Kevin Gossman, Kevin Gossman isn't, he's not a 28 year old pitcher. He's thrown a lot of innings in his career. Um, he's clearly better with an extra day's rest. He, you know, he, he, he pitched in a game today where, and I know people, people are going to roll their eyes sometimes when you say this, but believe me, it's not normal for a pitcher to have 32, minutes between pitches it's 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 just not and and plus you know he's facing a lineup that's scoring runs right now yeah I thought he did a decent job I I I mean I would have taken him out at the end of seven and I know I think this final pitch we said hit 97 but you know one of the things John Schneider has 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 talked about on our show Kevin and elsewhere is he's talked about the need to be consistent and I think there will come a time. Well, we saw it with Chris Bassett, right? Chris Bassett sailing along. There was, I mean, there was never any thought that they were gonna they were gonna take Chris Bassett out of that game. Um, but you have to. They know Kevin Gossman more than we do, and I will say, if you're at a point right now where you're not concerned about his workload, but aware of it, I'm not certain you're gonna push him to 115 pitches, Kevin. Yeah, I think for me anyway, it's it's more about what he getting him to look like this in September and October. That uh-huh. that that's the ultimate goal here is you know you know you'd rather him have the seven innings, the hundred and two pitches looking the way he's looking, and have the seven innings, a hundred and two pitches looking like he's looking September the thirtieth. That that's that's sort of what they're trying to end up with and again it gets back to that he's he's pitched over 1400 innings in his career he's getting up there in age it's just part of it where you have to do the best thing you can do to have your best pitcher look like this the biggest part of the year and that's what they're ultimately trying to do they couldn't have it lined up any better than they had it lined up tonight no the jays are one for eight their sec their second best bullpen arm didn't get it done plain and simple no the the jays were one for eight with runners in scoring position tonight they stranded nine very quickly sam and hamilton Hey, hey Sam. Hey, hey guys. First of all, you know, wild game. Um, you know, the bench. I mean, guys. People have called in before before me tonight. I agree. I think we need to upgrade it. I don't know if that's by a trade or maybe Buffalo, maybe Spencer Horowitz if Vladdy's hurt. Um, but second, 
And more importantly, do you think it's time for Kevin Kiermaier to get out of the nine spot and move up? I mean, I'm kind of tired of watching Biggio and Jansen and Kirk about ahead of him. I mean, I understand he likes to be batting ninth because he wants to be the best number nine hitter, but maybe it's time for him to lead off and time to, you know, move guys down. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the call. I mean, I don't know. You know, you've ridden with George Springer this far. There appear to be some green shoots there with George Springer. I don't know why he would make that move. But, look, if if Flatty Jr., and, again, a little bit of breaking news here, he's getting an MRI uh, for on his right knee after leaving the game with right knee discomfort. If Flatty is out for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe you, maybe you have a rethink of the lineup. In some ways, I'm sure John Schneider's first posi- first thing would just be moving everybody up one, but I don't know, man. If 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 uh, if my leadoff hitter isn't doing anything, and I don't have my number three guy, my my big guy, my aircraft carriers, Kevin likes to call him, then I think maybe maybe you got to take a deeper dive into your lineup. I don't know how you feel, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, I'm not sure where you put Kevin. Where you where you putting him? You, you, I, I, me personally, not leading him off. You're not hitting him second. You won't hit him third. You're not hitting him cleanup. You're not hitting him fifth. You're not might, hitting him sixth. Like there's there's time. I might does hit him. Matter second. if it's does it matter if he hits seventh or I mean Bo Bichette's yeah. hitting second. How many hits he got? How well, good we're talking about if you no no no, but we're talking about if if I mean again if if they decide to make to to you know to to move the lineup around. I mean they're here's the thing they're, they're not there yet because it's it's. I mean, I hate to say this. Right now, it's not a crisis situation. They're not winning some games they should they should be winning, but you know it's not like they're the worst team in baseball either. I, I listen. I think the bigger issue, the lineup is an issue, but frankly, I think the bigger issue is you got to get you got to get the big boy the the number one starter straightened around. You got to do that. that you got to get him would... straightened around. You got to get your bull, bullpen figured out. You know what? There's enough of a track record with these guys. Uh, to uh, that you can put it together very quickly. Crew chief James Hoy said that Domingo Herman's hand was quote the stickiest I've ever felt, and that it was definitely not rosin. Rosin. We'll leave it there. Uh, thanks to those of you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location.